it We're started. Start. Wait, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show, everybody. What's up? <laughs> We've got oh Lance Strickland, former co-host of the Timmy Gibson Show. When we this. have determined that I'm no longer the co-host, <laughs> Pammy has beat me out of that. <laughs> yep. And then the current the current co-host, Pammy, in the house, Pammy Nicholson. Yep. yep. Like, 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 you know, that, that reminds me like when, you know, we're going to talk about divorce and recovery and all that. Like when it, when does someone be like, let's say that you're, let's say you were married to your ex for 10 years. Well, they're going to see themselves with their, you know, like they were associated with you for 10 years. Now, of course you're divorced, so right. they, they may not want anything to do with you, but, <laughs> but then you get married to someone new and when does that person become like the official you know, person like most people would associate it with your ex because you were married with them for so long. I mean, right. long, you know, I was married 16 years, you're probably 20, yeah, yeah. you know, long, long time, right? Well, you know, how long do you have to be with this other person? You know, Pammy has clearly beat me out as the Timmy Gibson show co-host. She's been on longer now. That's right. I have taken the subordinate position. Yeah, that's right. People don't even know your name. No, they don't know me anymore. Like, who the fuck is this yeah, guy? Yeah, who is this guy? We should start an anti-podcast, Lance. <laughs> you know, it's like, when does that happen in the marriage? You yeah. know, do you... You know, when do the people start does. associating the new person with, yeah. well, that's just his wife, you know, yeah. as opposed to. Anyway. I get it. And then our resident mixologist, our resident yeah. comedian, yes. according to all of our listeners, Steve Janky. <laughs> Steve Janky's in the house. I, so many people are like, who's the guy with the kind of scruffy voice that is so funny? Yeah. He's so funny. I'm like, Steve Janky. Yeah. Steve Janky. Yeah. Unless Steve you're Janky. on Siri, it's Steve Yonicky. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's Steve Janky, but you just use that as a pickup line. It's Steve Janky, but if you want to text me, it's Steve Yonke. That's right. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> does like, not recognize. It will not recognize. You know, you yeah. think it'd learn eventually. You would but think. My, yeah. phone, my phone still won't do it. I call Jankies all the time. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. I, had, I was riding with Steve down to your wedding, right? Yeah. And, you know, with Apple Play, you know, it's on the little screen there. I mean, there's a Janky popping up every two to three minutes with something i mean there's like wanda and julie and beth and sarah and i'm like what and it's not the same one all the time then dad janky pops up then mom comes in and now we're back to beth and then a two or three new ones pop up i'm just like i mean the, the family thread is going all the time over there i have five sisters man you get them texting and it's uh and they have their own side thread also oh my goodness <laughs> i mean they, they work that text like it's their job that's that's awesome steve's gonna be some girl's gonna fall in love with steve because of his family yep oh yeah that's they're yep. gonna love that they always wanted a family like that steve's got it yeah. they're gonna Ooh. want what he's got i remember when i met your family and there was this part of me that was like oh man this is cool i mean he's always he's got a tribe oh yeah. just a so, yeah. built-in family tribe you know yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you don't even have to like try to meet them. I think when Timmy first started meeting my sisters, we just bumped into them because I mean, you know, there's Yankees all over the place. Yeah, we, we went to a cocktail bar and all of a sudden here comes his sister. Yep. And I was like, did you text me? Because no. I'm like, wow. She wow. drinks just as much as yeah. I do. <laughs> we're a fun group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so today we're going to talk about this was actually Lance's idea. Um, he texted us and said, Hey, why don't we do a, a inspired divorce recovery? by our good friend, Steve Janky though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very yeah. cool. So divorce recovery and marriage prep. So let's, let's talk about it. What, what do you think is uh, one of the most important pieces of really recovering from 
your divorce? Well, I was, I was, uh, I asked Michelle this the other day. We're, we're writing and I'm interested in all your thoughts because we're all definitely down the road from that. Right. And we certainly have had plenty of exposure to people that are getting divorced. Mm-hmm. And you, when you're getting divorced, you don't realize you, it's hard for you to locate yourself on the time, on the trajectory of where you're at. Right. And like, and so, my question is, what in your mind is the first thing that the person's got to do to get themselves on the road to recovery? Because that it, is it, it, it isn't just you're divorced, like, or you were proposed that yeah. because I tried to get back with my ex for a long time. Like Michelle and I, we've had a good conversation about this. I mean, you know, and I, and we had a terrible marriage and, and, but you it know, was what you were familiar with. Was so. what, this is exactly right. I was what I was familiar with. And and I had kids and I wanted to fight for that. And and that was the air that I that was the water that I swam in. So I knew no different, right? And so for me, and so of course, I and I'm a optimist in that case, like we could work this out. We, we can work this out. I'll figure we'll figure this out. I know it's been shitty up to this point, but there's we there, we, can, there, fix we can fix it. There's some hump that we just can't get over, and it'll be fine, and we'll we'll move on. And of course, when I got a taste of, of what life or new relationship was like, it was kind of like you, then you realize how we bad can't work we can't out. work this out. Right. <laughs> but for me, our divorce took a full, almost a, exactly a year to go through because of just, wow. there was a time when I went to my attorney and I said, I, I want to pause this and I want to get back. I want to try to work this out. I remember her going to her attorney and saying, my client wants to work this out. And they were like, no, like, but to me, you can just see how optimistic I was. Sure. So for me, the biggest in order, and, and of course, when I've got one foot, one toe, one shoelace over that line, that's still in that camp. I'm not going to be moving on. For me, the, the first step was I had to accept the fact that this marriage was over and there was no close that book. Put close it on the that book. There's there's no her seeing me differently or us being different. Or that chapter is completely done. It is literally dead, and I have to like move on from that. And that was not easy. Yeah, and that's the thing that people think, and I I think this. Well, I'm this is different, right? Yeah, like you always meet people that. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're maybe not even officially divorced and they're already hooked into a new relationship mm-hmm. full blown. Right. That's not something I would ever advise for someone. It's the first uh, step. Those is are the to, ones where you get the popcorn out, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're just, you're just right. Waiting, right. And you know, there's always those rare exceptions where it actually ends up working out. I mean, we've all heard those stories, but those right. are definitely not the statistically yeah. not the norm, yeah. but I, I, that's a great, um, well, I also think that it, it's, it's, well, did you were for all, like, I know that you're, so I'm talking to Steve. I know, or I think that your ex maybe wanted the divorce, but you guys didn't, um, it really depends on who wants the divorce too. Yeah, like, yeah. like yeah. my ex divorced me obviously yeah. clearly. And I also have found that it's like, if you know, Pammy wants the divorce, like the woman is much more mature because, and I'm not going to go into it because Michelle was like, would you ever talk about that? And I was like, no, I would never talk about that on the air. But I mean, I did some crazy neurotic stuff that like, like you look back on and you're like, what? And I think men do that more because yeah, (laughs) the woman is much more mature about it. But I also think that if the woman is like, I like a lot of times the woman 
sees that this isn't going anywhere much Ooh. quicker than the man. She the can man, accept it. She accepts it. So she's already in her mind. You may still be living together and married, but she's already in her mind cut the cord and trying to move yeah. on. She just hasn't said it. And I think that matters in this discussion. Yeah. No, I, I for me, my my experience was just that, Lance. I mean, it was and I've heard this before, um, that women typically it's it's a year, you know, it's a couple of years process for a woman in, in a lot of situations where, where they're still married, you mean married, but contemplating divorce, yeah. but it takes a long time. But so by the time they make the decision, they've already been through all the emotions and the, and the thoughts and the, you know, and the guy and thinks like, that it's just starting. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like you just that, had this thought last week. We my, can, yeah. yeah. In my case, it was that like it was. I had been thinking about it for a couple of years. I wasn't happy. And when I finally told him, like I finally got up the nerve and had enough, you know, confidence to say, I don't want to be married to you. I was done. Like it, there was no convincing me. There right. was, there was no, no working it out. There, there was no was going no to counseling. No. And, and, and we didn't even do counseling. Like we tried it one time and that was it. Like, it just wasn't going to work for me because I'd already made up my mind. So yes, there's that, mm -hmm. there's that piece of it for, and I don't know that all women are like that, but I, I, I think was, a lot are, yeah. I was. And, and so it was very easy for me to start my new life right away. That reminds me of that yeah. joke. The, the guy that's with his wife, they're walking along the golf course and, and they get out and they're swinging. And she goes, if we, if I die, are you going to, like get remarried and he's like well i mean maybe i mean i'm not that old probably mm -hmm. she's like will she live in our house he's like well yeah i mean it's paid for probably <laughs> well will she drive my car he goes well i mean it's also paid for it's a nice car you know probably will she use my golf clubs he's like, no she's left-handed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know during my divorce you know my counselor she she called it uh she she just said you know first thing first step is to get off the trainer i could get some distance you know yeah. so she was like you know if you're gonna if you're gonna fight for the marriage fight for the marriage if yeah which know. i think you should always do mm -hmm. yeah just yeah, because I, I, mean, like, I, think, I think that makes sense to me yeah but i think if you can save it save it you know um, absolutely but yeah i mean she was she was just like you know do the fighting for the marriage you know she was like and then we're gonna get you past the point where you got to reply right now every time you text at your ex texts you, you <laughs> yeah. know. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, and then after that, we'll start working on, you know, the healing stuff and all that stuff. She was like, but we're getting off the train wreck and we're buying some distance, you know? And I was like, that makes sense. So yeah. I think it's, I, I, yeah, I can't, I can't agree with Steve Moore. And then also what Lance was alluding to when you get divorced to think that you're ready to enter into a, a serious relationship anytime soon, is just oh, a fry you, short of a happy meal. I mean, it's just you have not. No idea. That, yeah. That's why I say it's very difficult to understand where you are in the journey. Yeah. Um, I picked up that happy meal, by the way. Yeah. And so I, and I will agree. It absolutely was the wrong thing for me to do. Yeah. But wait, wait, what, what do you mean? I was you. not divorced and I was in a relationship. Oh, okay. I was separated for only a few months when I got into a relationship, but on your way to divorce, I was but on still, my way to yeah. divorce. In your mind, you were my, done with, I was yeah. done, but I was not ready. And I, we've talked about that so many times. Like there's so much that happens when you get divorced and there's so much undoing. 
Oh, There's that's so a great much point. Yeah. un you know behavior that you have to change because you're so used to doing it one way. Or, you don't even know the person that you are. Exactly. You become you exactly. it is you, Pammy. It is me, Lance, yeah. Timmy. Yeah. But but you do become a new person. Oh, like absolutely. you, yeah. you feel yeah. like you come into who yeah. you really were. But at that point, you're you don't even know who you are. At that you're point, you're so lost. You're you, lost. You talk about being tethered. I remember when I got when I got divorced. I I've never been so grief stricken, mm -hmm. so low, so broken, so. Who am I? I right. don't even know what's heads or tails. I didn't know which way from up or down. I just did not. I was so lost. I remember you moved in. You moved in with the lady or uh -huh, Roxanne. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. I remember that. Uh, yeah, rented her basement. Uh, yeah, apartment. an older woman. Yeah, such a sweet, dear person. I grew up across friends. the street from her. I know. Yeah, isn't that wild? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, precious lady, mm -hmm. and she just became very dear to my heart. And I ended up living with her for a couple months. And then once we decided that we were going to move forward with the divorce, you know, I, I got this place here on the plaza, mm -hmm. but man, I, you, you said, what was the first step? I think this is just my personal opinion. I think the first step after a divorce is a self healing journey and which I would recommend find a good mm -hmm. counselor mm -hmm. and, and get in there and just start digging deep and, and, and unraveling and owning your shit. Don't just walk away and say, well, my, he was a narcissist or uh, she was a narcissist. Really? I was a perfect mate. If it wouldn't have been for <laughs> really, is that what it was? Is that how it worked out? You know, like you're just fucking perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the most ignorant thing that you could do. The best well, thing you can do is to really look in the mirror and say, do I have boogers? Do I have hairs in my mm -hmm. nose? Do I have hairs in my ears? Like what is going on here? You have yeah. to acknowledge that you are one half of that relationship. Yep whether it was whole or broken yeah, yeah, and you are, you know, you're part of that yeah. and you, whether or not you wanted the divorce, you're in it, right? Mm -hmm. you know, and you have to own that part of it. And I think for me, it was, I mean, I was, it was easy for me because I wanted the divorce. Like, and I, and I was like, yeah, I own it. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I don't think I went to the, to the level of owning it that I really needed to, mm -hmm. or, or I wouldn't have, you know, wouldn't, yeah have taken me as long as it did so. right pammy and i've talked about this if your if your way of owning it is i was just too forgiving i was too blind mm -hmm. i didn't see that i didn't see or blaming them for you know like for the reason i'm not you know not married anymore you know, <laughs> i did that too i mean it's, right yeah i mean you have to you have to own your shit yeah mm -hmm. yeah looking uh, in the mirror and owning I, it is i'm hard. curious though uh one given that you wanted the divorce what was the what was the big the marker that had to happen though the milestone was it the divorce the actual divorce itself or something that you could go on and then my second question is given the fact that you're we're in a relationship with substance abuse that or let's say someone's uh, mentally that's a little different because that might be something that you're not doing i mean of course everyone's broken so you're going to add to it but those are a little bit different circumstances so in your case you said you own part of your divorce but i I guess in my mind, I thought some of your divorce was based on the fact of substance abuse. Those two yes. questions. Okay. You're going to have to ask me the first question again. What was the milestone in your mind? Because you said for two years or so, you would start oh, to think about it. I think I just got brave enough. Well, what what and happened though for your mind to say, okay, I'm done now and we're oh. moving on. Was it the moving out? <laughs> was it the divorce? What? So it's it was, it was a um, realization that we were not on the same page. 
He left his socks on the floor and she's like, fuck this guy. I'm out. No, it was, it was actually during an election year. Interesting. And there was, um, and I won't go into the political, you know, part of it, but there was nothing but wine, you know, bitch moan and complain every time we turned the radio on. And it was, I, I just, I felt this. I hate my life. Exactly. That's why I was like, I can't be with this person. He's so negative. He's so, you know, whatever. It was just like, he's grind. He's grading against me. You know, like I don't feel, and I didn't feel connected to him. I didn't, we didn't have common interests yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like we had the kids and the kids were getting older. We didn't have things we'd like to do together that meant anything to both of us. It, it's Pammy and it compatibility. Was, it was you just all yeah. of a sudden realized yeah. you weren't compatible. We weren't compatible. It was the same yeah. for me. It was just, I got to a point where I'm like, I don't want to be with this person. Mm-hmm. We just don't share any things in common anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, all the things. Yeah. And then just, I mean, for me, the, the owning the, my part in it, even though there was substance abuse and in, in, involved, I didn't speak up soon enough. That was the part that I had to own in the in the marriage was that I never spoke up about it. I never said I wasn't happy. I never said that it was bothering me. I never said those things. I I, I just let him drive that, um, you know, that part of it in his recovery and all of that. So I never I never owned that for myself inside in the marriage earlier. And so that was the part, you know, like I never told anyone. No one, not so one you of, kind of enabled it a little bit. Friends, like, yeah, not one of my friends knew that there were issues, and whether with the and they didn't pick up on any signs or anything, and you no, kind of covered. No, or? and I, not one of my friends knew I wanted to get a divorce until the day I told him. Wow. Yeah, I wow. I really wow. you everyone and, loved, and, and you there guys was a great. lot of, and there was a lot of shame involved with divorce itself. Yeah, because of yeah. my Religious. upbringing and just yeah. you know not wanting to disappoint my parents yeah. and all those things that that you know that really kept me from saying anything sooner. But yeah, I, that, yeah that's okay. interesting. Michelle has mentioned that as well. Um, she said when when they got divorced, her all of their friends were like, "What?" Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Oh, I got calls from I got calls from. I don't know, four or five people, girlfriends of mine asking me, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, what is wrong? Are you cheating? Are you like, that was the first thought everybody has like, you're cheating. You're, uh-huh. you know, there's somebody, <laughs> are you cheating? And what's her name? Else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody else because no one makes this decision without having a backup plan. I'm yeah. like, I got nothing. I got a $16,000 a year job. Yeah. Two kids, no place to go. I got nothing and I'm still doing it. That don't ought to tell t- me that ought to tell you something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me that, you know, so yeah. it was, it was like this whole, um, I had, I really had to stand up for myself in that because I didn't just have to tell my ex I wanted a divorce and tell all his friends. I had to tell all, all, all of our friends. I had to tell my parents, my family. Like so as a female, big, I mean, I know from male experience cause I've experienced it and had a, as a female, like what, what goes through the female's mind and like for the male we're providers, you know, we were, in the the faith you know the the church was important to us so there was a lot of that like i couldn't you know from a female perspective like what uh, maybe you can't answer this i don't know but it, what goes through your mind like wh- is it a i failed it is a sense of failure yeah i failed that's what huh. i felt he was supposed to be the person i grew old with i failed yeah. and had all intentions of yes. doing that. Yeah. yeah i failed i failed to pick the right person 
I failed to, you know, to speak up. I failed to connect. I failed, you know, like all of these things, I failed the relationship. Like that's, that was, and I, and to admit that and to feel like the shame and the guilt that came along with that was, that was horrific. It was, I was on, I went on anxiety medication because I had so much like inner, you know, turmoil about the weight of it was just, yeah. So, I mean, when Timmy and I talk about, you know, the journey of working on yourself, it's been a journey because it's, there's all of that, like, you know, stuff that Uh built up over 20 years. And it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't just, you know, you'd think it would come out and like a fountain, you know, or like a waterfall, but it doesn't, it kind of comes out like little bits here and there That's and, it a, just, yeah. and over time and you, and then you have to look at it and, you know, deal with it. So yeah. I remember one yeah. time, so I was seeing two counselors, one, uh, yeah, one male, one female. <laughs> Jimmy was in such a bad well, perspective. We're, we're this gonna re- this is going to require multiple. This yeah. is why he's a podcaster. Cause he's got to get all the That's, information, yes. that, you know, and I had, I even had a good friend of mine that that I remember, he, I'll never forget this. He called me and he said, Hey, I know this is really hard for you because you're such a positive, upbeat person. And I, and I know he'd gone through a divorce and he goes, I know that this is just completely counter to your normal mm-hmm. vibe. And he's like, I, I just know it's very hard for you. Well, he didn't just know how hard it was. Actually. I remember I called my counselor and was starting to say, I just can't, I don't know if I can handle the grief. Like the grief is mm-hmm. overwhelming, you know, I mean, I was pastoring a church at the time, so I'm, I'm the leader of a church that doesn't believe in divorce, right? <laughs> you know, I didn't even believe in divorce, you know, right. so we all come from a Christian background. So, you know, that divorce is like, it's just, you don't do it. You work it out. God will heal it. You can make it work. And, and so that's my question now is at what point, uh, let me just say this. I'm not in favor of divorce. I know you guys aren't either. I don't think divorce is the answer. I think, I mean, it can be, but I don't think it's that's, that shouldn't be your go-to first thing should be to try to fix it. hundred percent. We all agree on that. Yeah. But at what point do you think it is right to really consider divorce? What do you guys think? Abuse, obviously, well, yeah, divorce, yeah, 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 that's, that's a give me. Yeah, that's addictions, some kind of heavy heart. Well, addiction. even yeah, and even even then, that can be you know, that wouldn't necessarily be a reason to get a divorce. Right. You know, I mean, but it definitely is something to consider. Yeah, I, I struggle from a theological position because of just what you said. There's, you know, you're taught in the Christian faith that you know that God is you know that your marriage is you know, is sacred and it's symbolic of Christ in the church and, you know, and, and, and it's just a toxic shitty institute, you know, what you come home to. And, and yet, you know, we'll, we'll criticize the, the, the two gay homosexual men that live next to us that go on walks and have a great relationship and they're just totally in love right. and they're, they're going to hell. Right. You know, so we don't but like our, gay marriage in the Christian faith. So they do it better than us. Right. They really do, you know, right. Right. and I, I struggle with, you know, to your point, there's some that are just easy. They're softballs, you know, she cheated, he cheated, right. whatever he abused, but there's a lot of just divorce. The majority of divorce probably comes back to just gray area, you know, and those are the ones that from a theological standpoint, it's very difficult, but I'm like, when you look at it, it's like, 
you when you get in when the person that does it right they get into a new relationship and it's so loving and it's then you're like how is this not honoring to god yeah. yet the church sees it as you have you know committed the abominable sin that right. you do and i've i've just never been able to i mean i don't think that anymore but i just that i struggle with that you yeah. know because you think what if it really is truly symbolic of christ in the church and this is what it's supposed to be like this is what I have in my new relationship. Right. It was never going to be like, so is that an opera? Should I then have gotten divorced? Man, you know, Lance, I feel the same way. I mean, I, I, I've said this many times. I really did have a good marriage. I really mm -hmm. did. Now though, I have an unbelievable mm -hmm. marriage. Like I can't, it's just a whole different plane of existence. Now that's part and parcel to, yeah, of course who, but sure. it's part and parcel to me my growth and finding out who I really am and me being authentic myself, all those things are what I feel led me to a healthier place. I'm healthier. Therefore I'm going to be in a healthier relationship now. Yeah. So clearly that's why the self healing journey is so critically important, but you know, you, you can never get a square to fit into a round hole. Like Ooh. it's just not going to happen. Right. And so you have to decide there's, there's some, this is very extreme in a binary world, there's two, two kinds of marriages. There's a good and bad, right? There's good and bad. And well, and is, is could, there not a third that some people are just there and yeah. you wonder like, are, is that really a marriage? Well, and I've often wondered, you know, they say that, you know, could you just be partnered with, could Lance literally just make it work with anybody? And I would say not, not fully. I mean, you could just drop your, just be but, like, you know what? I'm just going to settle. I'm just going to do but, this. But we see a lot of people that are, that grew up in the fifties and the sixties that you're just kind of like, that is not a vibrant marriage. <laughs> right. like, they're just, sticking, they're it just out. sticking it out. So I guess that that's that other category though, that I, Oh yes. Yeah, you well, know what? And the church would tell you that's okay. I know yeah. well, in other words, because you didn't then, get though. divorced. Yes. The fact that you're married is the blessing. Who cares that it's not a, who right. cares you're not happy? Who cares? Yeah, exactly. You're not happy, but you're still married. Yes. But there's a yes, different world back agree. then though. I mean, yeah. People are like, oh, I want to be married like my grandma was, where she was married for 70 years, you know, my grandparents. And it's like, man, my, my grandmother, when she was marrying age, knew six men her age. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and now, I she mean, picked the best one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And I, I bet we play with, uh, Phil, with, uh, you know, filters on selection. We can download an app and look at 10,000 singles tonight. You know? yeah, I mean, that's right. the thing, you know, and, you know, I mean, I think the thing with modern marriage is, is, you know, a lot of people say, if you're unhappy, leave, you know, I think that's making it too easy to just jump yes. out. You know, I mean, I, I think if you're unhappy, work at it. And I tell people, you know, like in the future, my rule is going to be once I see more stress than effort from a relationship, that's when I'm done with it. Yeah, you know, because every, every relationship is going to have stressful times, but Absolutely. if people, you know, and that's something that I can make a nice little chart for, and I can look for the <laughs> death cross right. on the stress effort, <laughs> you know, indicators. You know, we're can, looking for the golden cross. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're looking for the golden cross for entry, death yes. cross for exit. Yes. I can put it up right next right. to my S and P right. chart. You know, right. I like that. You know, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pammy. So what? What it, was it? Was it simply the? We're, we're just not compatible. Life is too short. I can't continue living like this. There, yeah, there was a moment. So it was around our 20th wedding anniversary and 
I actually said this to him. We went out for our to celebrate our anniversary, and this, I, and, this and, and honestly, this like, isn't going to go well. No, I can tell. This was we had had I don't know She's champagne and awesome. like three different wines or whatever it was. She's like, I've got a divorce attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he, you know, he's he asked me a question about. He said something like, you know, how do you see? how do you see us in the next, you know, 20 years or whatever? <laughs> and my response, I kid you not. My response to him was, well, if it's anything like the last 20, I don't want to be a part of it. Wow. And that was, you said that I said that. And that was almost a year before. Wow. Yeah. Now, so did and he think the marriage was great? He did. Yeah, he did. It was, it was perfect for him. So did you feel like as, did you feel like there was a process that you had to go through to kind of, prove or convince him that it's not great i didn't or i didn't no. even try okay. i didn't even didn't try. try okay no. you just knew that eventually like i'm gonna leave here yeah soon. i i knew i knew that i mean as soon as i said that you know it was like oh well, but you I were going through all of, the other actions yeah i was still doing fascinating still which doing would much have been things. torturous it, it was it was because i it, because i knew that i wanted something different Mm -hmm. but I believed that I was tied to the marriage. I believed that I was, you know, if I chose divorce, that made me, you know, le a lesser person that made yeah. me a bad daughter, a bad, you know, whatever. Right. And, and I just, it was hard for me to, to get to that place. Yeah. That's, that, that's a, that's a very curious feeling to, to be in a marriage knowing this isn't going to, and you're not, you haven't told anybody yet. You're right. not even yeah. telling anybody. No. You just know yeah. this is not going to go the distance. It's a very lonely and scary place to be. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be a good transition into the conversation of just encouraging for people that are really just in that first place. Like it's terrible and yeah. it's, and those feelings aren't bad, yeah. but, it, but it gets a lot better quick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. We're going to take a short commercial break. Be right back with Dr. Daryl Ray. <laughs> All right, we're we're back, ladies and gentlemen, for a short commercial break. We sure are. <laughs> that was quite a transition. <laughs> Round two. So, Steve, Steve, Janky, what what was your first step out of your divorce? What were your first steps to to get yourself recovered? Oh boy, I'm thinking. You know, I'm. I'm my divorce came out of the blue, you know, just one day, you know, my wife and I, we'd, we'd had an argument. We did not have a lot of arguments. I mean, I could probably count on one hand how many arguments we had. And, you know, she kind of overstepped. And the next day I was like, listen, that was, you know, really not cool how that went down. I kind of feel like I'm owed an apology. And she was just like, well, I want a divorce. <laughs> There's your apology. Was, was all, was your, all those discussions kind of handled matter of factly and calmly, or were they like high emotion? We, well, no, I mean, it was very matter of factly, you know, I mean, I think even after that, she lived with us for like two, three months before she got her own place. And hmm. I think we only had like one real argument that entire time, you know, but, uh, you know, I was like, well, I want to try counseling. And she was like, we, well, we can do counseling if you want to go. And, you know, so we tried, we tried marriage counseling and, you know, I think it would have worked better with two people. <laughs> <laughs> But, but besides you, you mean one more person besides you and the therapist? 
And all to, the therapist is just like, she's not coming. You know? She's like, you know what? We're not we're not even going to fuck with marriage counseling or, you know, she's right. like, we're just going to get you working on moving on, you know? And I mean, I'll, I'll admit it was a really tough time. I felt really bad. I was really sad. And I was like really broke up for like a solid two weeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's so how soon after the divorce did we meet? Oh, boy, I'm trying to think. Probably it had to have been almost a year, year okay, and a half. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, really, I I just told my counselor was amazing. And, I, and I, her name was Leslie. And I was just like, Leslie, I don't know what the fuck to do here. So you just tell me what to do and I'll do it, you know? Mm. And so, you know, I mean, I think I was talking with Timmy about this earlier this week at lunch, some of the stuff that we did. Uh, you know, I actually joined a Christian's men's group. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, listen, I'm not real big on the Jesus thing. All I know is I don't know what to do, how to do it. Or, and, you know, those men were just, they were amazing, you know, just being around the spiritually minded men that yeah. were, you know, and they were big on, you know, support me when, you know, I'd be like, you know, I'm going to do right here. You know, I don't, you know, oh boy, then. <laughs> <laughs> he was telling me, he said he gets emotional when he talks about yeah, those guys. I mean, I, I still, I get kind of emotional when I talk about those guys, man. They're really great. They're some of the first men to ever be like you know you're gonna feel the way you're gonna feel and that's okay and you know we're gonna be here for you and you know they were amazing men they really were so why was that i'm just curious why was that so because i've known you for a while now i don't know you'd be you know all emotional i could see timmy and i balling at some movie or something i don't see steve doing that what was it about that that really moved you so deeply I mean, I know you well, just kind of touched on it, but yeah, go a little yeah. level deeper. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the, the Steve Janky that you guys know is not the Steve Janky that got divorced. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, mm. good Lord. But, you know, for a long time, you know, my wife would say, you get all the social interactions you need at work. So, you know, you can stay home with the kids while I go do stuff evenings and all that stuff, you know. And so, I mean, like, I, I had siblings and we all live within like five miles of each other. And I'd see them all multiple times a week now. I have siblings I haven't seen in six, eight months. Wow. Um, yeah. That is yeah. a different Steve Janky mm-hmm. than we know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I was not a chatty person. You know, that the Steve Janky that got divorced was not going to go take ballroom dance lessons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or know, tab dancing. Or, or tap dancing. Yeah. You know, actually, one of the first things that my counselor told me after, uh, you know, she was like, you know, find some, find some, you know, and, and that's how I did it. She was like, you know, you need to find some men that you can talk to, some men that are, you know, level headed and, you know, mm-hmm. care for you and all that stuff. Cause you know, I'd, I'd been alienated from all my friends. And the next week I was like, yeah. So I joined a Christian men's group and she was like, what? <laughs> 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 and I think she kind of like, was like, oh shit, this guy's getting it. He's, you know, yeah. cause you know, then, you know, she's like, all right, well next week I want you to try something that you, you've never done before. Something entirely new, you know? And I was like, well, like what? And she was like, well, you figure that out. And I was like, okay. And mm-hmm. so she comes, so I come back the next week. <laughs> like, I'm paying you. Tell me what to do. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah. that how it works? And she's like, so did you try something new? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I found something new to try. You know, and she's like, well, what's that? And I was like, I joined a knitting circle. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm in like a new grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Steve, though. She's going to write a book someday. And yeah, write she an is. Entire chapter yeah. Yeah, she said that of she how lo- to do this right. <laughs> yes. She said she loved it. She was like, you were like my unethical psychological experiment, <laughs> you know, because, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I mean, so I joined a knitting circle and I had these old Episcopalian ladies and they were amazing. <laughs> they were so nice to me, you know, and I think that that was like, 
you know, I think that like I was getting divorced and, you know, yes, that was sad, but you know, I'd, I'd had some Buddhist training in my background and I reached out to some of those guys too, you know, and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd worked on acceptance, you know, I mean, I was like, you know, I mean, honestly, I don't see why we get so upset over our divorces. Thousands of people get divorced every day, you know, that's true. I mean, yeah. it's just our day, you know? So, you know, I just said, you know, we're going to, we're going to quit taking ourselves so fucking seriously. Like the theme song of my divorce. She was moved out at this point. Nope. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The theme song of my divorce was Monty Python's uh, galaxy song. You know, I mean, you guys got to listen to it or, you know, always look on the bright side of life. I mean, I was just like, you know, I'm not taking this serious. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm getting the distance that my therapist says I need. So how did you get that distance with her still living at home? That, that seems that'd be hard. Yeah, well, we did a lot of when she was. Home, I mean, she was I'd chained leave. up in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there was a lot of ships passing at night going on. You know, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it was. You know, I was like, you know, I did a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, she'd go out when I got home, and then when she'd come home, I'd be like, oh, I got to go work late. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I got, I mean, we were turning drawings around in record time. <laughs> 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 you know, but uh, the thing is, I mean, it, it, it was almost easier getting over it while she was there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Why I, is that? I'm not, I'm curious yeah. about this. Well, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, anytime I'd get like too upset about it, I'd, I'd like, she'd see me upset and she'd get mad at me for being upset. And I'd be like, Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she just got a lot of confirmation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Lots of yeah, time. yeah. You know, honestly, I remember uh well, and the other thing is, you know, there there are always people there. I mean, you know, I I, I still remember after she finally moved out, you know, because it finally got to the point where it was like three months later, she'd been working full time and saving so she can move out. And I was like, how much have you saved up? I mean, how close are we to like doing something, you know, cause this is, this isn't going to be sustainable forever. Yeah. And she was like, I've saved almost a thousand dollars. I was like, it's <laughs> like, you know what? Take the savings, all of it. <laughs> you know. And, but she finally moved out. I still remember, like I came home the first day when she picked the kids up at my house after they walked home from school and came in, turned on the light. And I don't think I'd actually ever been in my house with nobody there you know mm. i mean I, I, I was like mm. so quiet this is so fucking weird you know yeah so i just turned the light off and left you know and that that's that's a really poignant point because everyone goes through that mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a moment where you're like okay i'm alone again mm-hmm that seemed like that was that moment for you. Yep. 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 I remember I just turned the light off. I left. I didn't come back to the house like three in the morning until when I was ready to just pass out and pass out on the couch and be done with, you know, be done with that day. So was that, was that kind of a significant, like in your mind, emotionally, was that a, this is real, real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when I was like, Oh shit, man, the kids aren't here. The, you know, I, 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 yeah. I don't like this at fucking all, you know? And I mean, really that I, I don't really think that like that was where like step one for Steve, getting better really started you know yeah. i mean i'd done all the other stuff that my counselor told me but you know that was like i said earlier we were getting off the train wreck and buying distance you know mm-hmm. but i think that like when that when it first hits you and you're like, like this is real yeah this is real this sucks you know my kids aren't here you know yeah like, that's big mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah and, that, and you know i think that's where step one started and you know unfortunately my counselor was kind of a bitch about it and was like step one is 
fucking deal with it fucking live with it you know i mean yeah you know, we were talking while we were mixing cocktails during the break like you know just like timmy said during the break to, about his counselor my counselor was like don't drink anything for the first year stay the way fuck away from xboxes stay away from playstations uh-huh. you know unplug the tv when your kids aren't home she goes i've seen too many men get to the point where you're at only to come home to an empty house, go in there with an Xbox and yep. a 12 pack of beer and yep. not come back out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. I can't agree with that yeah. more. I mean, that was, I didn't even buy a TV, mm-hmm. you know, interesting. Steve was saying that story. I was just reflecting on like literally feeling those feelings. I'll never forget leaving the house that we had just bought. Oh, you know, we just moved in, just re, you know, did all this, bought an older house yep. and, and I loaded up a suitcase and left the house. Yeah. And never went back except mm-hmm. to go back to get all of my stuff. Similar and, situation. Oh my my, we, my family had gone on a trip with her dad had always bought, mom and dad had bought us a trip to Sanibel for the last few years. And you were asking me earlier some questions about it. That was probably one of the moments. they. I remember them going to Sanibel and she basically said, you're, you're not invited this time. Mm-hmm. So I was left. So I was left with... Then saying in the empty house, even though I was still there and it kind of just felt like, well, they're on vacation without me. But that was the moment that was when I had to move out as well. So when I get back, you wow. need to not be here. So that that was that was tough. Yeah. I remember yeah. The, the day that I so I'd already moved out. But the day that I, I still had the garage door opener in okay. my car and I and I put the door up and I was there to get the kids and I was there to get a couple other things of my own. And I went to open, you know, the door from the garage to the house and he opened the door and he said, you're not welcome here. Like Mm -hmm. it was just like, oh, but this is my house. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my house too. And he's like, no, not Mm -hmm. anymore. You know, like, and I had to get permission to go into the home Yeah. to, you know, and that, that was just because I was the one that moved out and the circumstances with that he had a business, we had a business and it was there at yeah. that property so it made more sense for me to leave because of the business so i moved out yeah so you know and, and that's not normal like yeah. everything about my divorce was not normal yeah normally for, the woman know. would stay with the kids right. and yeah and i didn't i moved out because it made the yeah. most sense and it was right next door to his parents too that yeah. was the other part of it and so oh that but, had to be tougher yeah. yeah yeah and i was yeah i wasn't about to put myself through that so <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I remember the first time I had to go up and knock on the door Uh to my home to to pick up that. Yeah, it was so embarrassing. I thought every neighbor is just watching me. Like, why is he knocking on his own house door? But that those are all just little signs to yourself that this is real. That's so. It's so curious that that I I never even thought of that until now. I remember going back and yeah knocking on the door it was just such a weird it's a weird feeling it's a weird like you walk into a strange familiar yeah Yeah. with all the stuff you bought all the stuff you decorated all the stuff you know everything where you remember it (laughs) (laughs) which is one of like michelle's ex sean we have a great relationship with him yeah and i that was one of the things i said to him when you when you come over just knock and come in Mm -hmm. i don't want you standing at the door Yeah. yeah that's sweet wow yeah that's that's a that's big that really is. that was important to me yeah 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 there's there is a part that's that it's so hard and that just shows me that you have a lot of compassion i mean that it's a tough it's a tough you do things that you're there that are against the love within you 
because you're hurt. Mm-hmm. You're so hurt. And so hurting people hurt people, oh, you yeah. know, and, and you just do things that are so because you could have been the kind of guy that's like, hey, you just stay out there and we'll, you know. Yeah. Which would just be an asshole thing to do. Yeah. So I, I, that's neat to hear that you did that. It's a tough, it's a tough, it, I, you know, I can sit and think and remember what, what it felt like and how broken and how sad and how hurt and how lonely, mm-hmm. you know, part of my story, I moved into an Airbnb, into the basement of an Airbnb and ended up befriending the, the owner yeah. of the Airbnb. And we're still dear, close friends. She came to my wedding. She did? Her, her and her partner were at my wedding. How did we not? Oh, yeah. Oh, I should have introduced you. Yeah. I meant to go say hi, but I. Yeah. yeah. Roxanne and, and her partner came to the wedding, and, and we're just dear, 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 close friends. But, and I tell her all the time, I said, you were literally the one light and love in the darkest hour of my life. You yeah. Know? And just. She just loved me and encouraged me, and she'd have a bunch of old ladies over. Her, yeah, you know? and that was your knitting group. Yeah, <laughs> she and she she'd text me and she'd go, "Hey Timmy, all my girlfriends are up here. If you want to come up and hang out with us on the porch oh. and have wine, oh, and I'd so go up there with all these ladies, <laughs> and they were just like, Timmy, yeah. you know, and take your shirt off, yeah. show us that too. <laughs> I mean, they were just so sweet, and it just it was literally my saving grace. I mean, I was just a the, I don't know. What's that phrase? Like a smidgen of a man. I mean, it was just, yeah. I was so withered down. I'd lost mm. 50 pounds. Mm. You know, I was, I didn't feel like I was, you know, just had no yeah. self-esteem. I mean, I was wiped out, which to tag on what Steve said, you know, my counselor said the same thing, you know, just remove yourself from anything that would mask yeah. what you're feeling, which, what which you feeling. won't, you won't listen to in the beginning. Right. You'll, you'll do whatever it takes to assuage your pain that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I think Steve's point is say, I think it's spot on when he said your counselor was really not empathetic to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no reason. We all agree on this. You, you realize when you're that you really, you understand where that person is in their life, but there is no other choice. They have to get through that on their own mm-hmm. and get to a place where they're to what you just described. You're completely removed from it and you're moving on. There is no, you know, like let's slowly wean you off of, you know, check their Instagram every few days or, you know, there isn't whatever you need to do to get you as a counselor, you realize that I don't, I can't tell you how to get to this place, but you can't get to level two until you get to this place and you have to figure that out and get there as quick as possible. I'm going to tell you that you need to get removed from that situation as fast as possible you won't do it you'll do neurotic crazy shit because you are so hurting inside but you will if it it's up to you if it takes you one week you've given yourself a gift if it takes you six months a year two years some people don't ever get over it and that's why they just never recover but you have to get to that place there is no other choice yeah yeah, you'll only prolong it by doing yes. things to, to yeah. distract. But you have no idea when you're in it. Right. Because you're hurting so bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I felt lost. Yeah. I, I just didn't know which way was up. Your or identity down. is and, gone. And yeah, I'm I told, still doing told, weddings during that time. Yeah. Oh, I remember shit. I told my counselor, I said, I feel like I fell through Alice's looking glass, and I'm not sure if I'm in the real world or Wonderland. 
you yeah. know. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And she was like, no, you're definitely getting less crazy. So you feel the right <laughs> way. <laughs> I was like, oh, Leslie, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting to, to hear you guys talk about that because for me, I had such a sense of freedom. Like it's such a, mm. and quite frankly, the freedom I feel today was not what I felt when I got divorced. It was, com it's completely yeah. different. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's so much. So you probably grieved for those two years. Yes, I grieved in that pre divorce period. And then when I got divorced, it was like this weight off my shoulders. It was like this, there was know, like, like no turning back. There was no, I never regretted my decision. Not one time, even when my kids were, you know, hurting and yeah. I never regretted divorcing their dad. Like I never regretted that because it just wasn't for me. It wasn't, it wasn't mm -hmm. right. And, but I, I did grieve during that time, but afterwards I felt so free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like, okay, now I can create Pammy. I can create this life, you know, like, yeah. and it's taken me a long time. Like I went through, you know, I went through a long, it's been 14 years. Wow. So it, it has been a very long time in discovering who I am yeah. and becoming, coming to this place where I'm, you know, I'm comfortable and I accept who I am and all those things. So there was a lot of undoing a lot. Yeah. And, and that was, you know, religion on top of just mm. getting divorced. There was all the religion stuff I was letting go of too, but yeah, one, was, one of my friends said to me, and this, this was just, you know, sometimes some people place it and just unlocks like, okay, I see it now. It was like, I was telling you about my, my sister-in-law mm -hmm. saying, you know, like, this is why she treats you like this. Like, but, but she said to me, she said, I said, I don't understand. I was trying to figure out why she was treating me the way she did, or we were still married at the time. She said, what you don't understand, it's like you're running up the street and you think the house has just caught on fire and you're coming up the street with your little cup of water <laughs> and you're going to throw it on there as the mail. Yeah. What you don't realize is in her mind, the house has completely burned down at that point. Yeah. And now you're coming up with your water and saying, oh, I, I got a little something here. I want to throw on the fire to try to help it. And that made a lot of sense to me because in her mind, the house was completely burned down. In yeah. my mind, the fire was just starting and I was trying out. to bring something to help put it out. Right. And she's like, until you understand that, you'll never figure this out because you think that you can still put up the fire. The house is gone. It's decimated. It is yeah. burned to the ground. I love that. Yeah. To me, I'm hearing what I'm hearing you say is acceptance. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That this is over. For me, it probably when we decided and we filled all the paperwork, but for me, it was in that court when the judge looked at me and said, Oh, me too. Do you Jimmy. Have, I, and I was crying. Oh, me too. I was bawling and my ex was just standing there <laughs> and, and I'm just sobbing. And he said, you know, Timothy, you did it, whatever the yeah. line is that they say. Yeah. And I just was like, you know, and I'm sobbing. Man. And I remember when I signed that deal, even like, though, you know, it's over at that point, yeah. it's still, it was weird for me. I don't know how you felt. I felt, like I said, the most grief I've ever felt in my life, the, the saddest I could have ever felt, as well as this glimmer of joy and hope and freedom mm. mutually. It was this weird, I was like, this is going to be okay. You're going to be okay, Timmy, but you're dying right now, but you'll be okay. And it was just this, it was weird. I, I can't explain it except that it was the happiest and the saddest at the same moment. It was weird for me. Mm. Very it sounds like what Pam was explaining with the weight a little bit. Yours is yeah. a different experience, but yeah. similar feeling though. Yeah. 
like you could see the future of the joy, but I could, yeah, I knew what I wanted. And I think that was part of it was I knew, well, I knew I didn't want more of what I had. I wanted something completely different and I knew I could get it. I didn't know how, Mm -hmm. but I knew I could get there. And that, that, and I've always been a very, well, hope became a four letter word for me for a very long time because I felt like in my mind, relationship was the answer to everything. And so for a very long time, I felt like I couldn't find that relationship. And so hoping for it became very painful because relationships were not working out. Interesting. But I, up to that point, I'd always, always been a very optimistic, you know, hopeful person. Yeah. And, and so I knew that there was something better for me. I knew that there was something more for me. And, and I think that's what kept me going. What, what's the, I'm, I'm curious to kind of make a turn here a little bit. Like, let's start talking a little bit about like, what was the journey then you get to yeah. that place where you're kind of like, okay, this isn't going to work out. I I've tried. It's not whatever, you know, yeah. everybody's journey is different in that place. And you, you, and, and even if you're friends with someone and you're walking through them, they're probably not telling you half the stuff that's going on in their right. mind or they're actually doing, you know, behind the scenes. So, but but when you get to that place, what was your journey then that kind of worked you to the place where you got? And it's, literally, it, it's not was, linear. Yeah. It's lo- For me, it was very circular. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was going to ask you guys to, hey, let's lighten this up because I'm feeling emotional. What What was the first <laughs> thing you did once the divorce was final, which is along with that? Like, so for me, the moment I got divorced that night. I went out and picked up a girl and had someone stay the night. <laughs> like that's what I did. Oh, wow. <laughs> I literally like literally that was part of a soothing thing yeah. for me is like, you know what? I feel like I'm nobody. I've failed. I'm a yeah. loser. I, you know, like yeah. all those things. I'm just going to go fuck my life even more. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, yeah. yeah. So you just, you know, I just was like picked up someone and just did that. Yeah. And then, then the next, then, you know, got the apartment and, you know, once the, the journey began, you know, I went straight to counseling and just started letting stuff reveal itself and yeah. turned into my friends. Was, was there anything that came out of counseling? Some big aha moments that you were kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. For me, I learned that I thought about myself a lot, you know, like I was pretty ego, egocentric, mm. you know, I was pretty. Um, that was one of the things I'm trying to think what else I really meaning like, were were you, did you go into it thinking like this was like, she wasn't bringing this to the relationships and so I did, but yet the counselor kind of turned the tables and realized you realized that it was really inefficiencies or unhealthiness in you both. Yeah. I, 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 it's weird. What counseling did for me is help me to understand that clearly I had some dysfunction that I needed to deal with within myself, mm-hmm. but also that there, it takes two, you know, that it yeah. wasn't all yeah. my fault. Yeah. I'll be honest, I'll even be honest. cheating for me. Right. For me, I kind of went into it. It was like, I'm the bad guy. I'm the one, you know, I'm 99% to blame here. And then actually through, through counseling, I realized, okay, well, I'm not 100% to blame. There's reasons why I did what I did and the path yeah. I took and all the things. So I started to just do the self handled it wrong. You, yes. I mean, you worked it out in your in your way wrong, right. but it, but there was problems that led to that point. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I had some character flaws. To be honest, I had some some yeah. deep character flaws that I realized I have to face my flaws here. Like there's some character flaws within me. 
Yeah. One of those was coming from a Christian background is I was more concerned with, I was more concerned with my appearance of looking good than mm. actually, actually being good. <laughs> yeah. You know, that there was this awareness of, wow, I'm really good at appearing good, but I need to probably work more on being good. Like really, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And once that, once that, that was the big, being aha. good's not very fun. Right. No, it's, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And honesty was, was, that was the biggest thing for me that I decided the day I got divorced and started working on myself, I was like, I'm going to be 100% honest. I'm not going to lie to a girl to get her to sleep with me. Mm. As weird as this might sound, that was part of my healing journey. I was like, I'm going to be 100% honest with these women. Let them know I'm not interested in a relationship. I am interested in being physical. And so just want to put that out there. Steve's very good at that. Very honest. <laughs> he doesn't let things go very One slight nibble and the bobber, bobber starts to move. It might be just a ripple in the water. But as soon as he sees that thing start to move, he immediately goes into, you know, I just want you to know. I wasn't even nibbling on the thing. That was yeah. Well, well I just worked the service right here. <laughs> That's right. And that was an important piece for me because I, I – and I can't, I mean, I'm blaming the church. It, it was the culture that I came from, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it, it's what Jesus talked about. It's that the Pharisees, like you, you're more concerned with the outward of the cup rather than right. the inside the cup. Right. And so that was me. I was, I had this appearance of super spirituality, um, you know, Bible knowledge, close to God, all these things. Mm -hmm. And I had, and you, and you probably wanted that, and it was but sincere, you, but you yeah. just couldn't find it. You're, you struggled with that internally, yeah. Because I've always been very edgy and very, you know, yeah. pushing the envelope. I've always been very progressive. Yes. So it was just, it was just a, a life that I could not hold on to. You know, I just could not. Hold it's on almost to it. like I, <laughs> I say this, and I don't want to be disrespectful, but you wonder if it's similar, but certainly not as strong as a someone who's gay. And, they, and oh, they're trying, it's yes. like, this isn't who I am, but Lance, okay, I say it all I'll try time. to go yes. on a date with someone who's the opposite sex. It just does. It's like, no, that's not who I am. It's right. hard. You fight that and fight that and fight yeah. that. And finally you accept it. Yeah. You should accept it, Lance. Yeah. No, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, Lance, I, I do yeah. literally explain yeah. it that way. I have told people, I said, it's like what it is for my friends that were gay in the church. They weren't being authentically themselves. That's that was me. I was I couldn't authentically be me and and I, I just didn't feel free. And so the moment I got divorced, the 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 sadness over the failed relationship, over the familiarity of home and mm -hmm. all the stuff, that was so sad. But there was so much joy in finally. Yes. I can just be, be me. Yeah. I don't have to fucking try to be anybody to anybody else. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks anymore. I want to be genuinely me. Yeah. And that was so freeing for, for me. I'm interested in Pammy and Steve's um, this cause my own story. But for me, I remember, I don't know if we were divorced yet or not, but maybe I went on some day when we were, she was definitely clearly saying to me, we're not getting back together. So, and it was taking so long for so finding her some money and stuff like that. So I finally started to reach out and, you know, and I remember still though, like she'd, say I'd be out with somebody and I'd feel guilty about it, you know? And I mean, she'd say whatever. And I'd just say, I got to go and run back to that situation. You know, like I just remember going and I remembered saying earlier, you know, that I didn't know where I was on the whole trajectory. And Michelle and I were just talking about this the night. I feel like this, there's a circular pattern, at least for my situation was 
the counselor will tell you, however many years you've been married, that's how many months you ought to be, you know, oh, 16, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> and I, I just, it didn't work for me. I, it, I, there was a time for me to kind of think, okay, this is over. And there was, I wasn't ready, but I needed to get into something. And the moment that I got into something and that person then would say things that my ex would say to me, it was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, I, it's easy to be by yourself. Cause you think, well, I'm getting along with myself fine. Right. When that person said something to me, I thought, okay, I got to go backwards now and figure that part out because two people have made that comment to me. Yeah. That's fascinating. So for me, and just the start of my journey was I realized that I wasn't going to be able to, to salvage the relationship and, and, <laughs> <laughs> there goes. and Pammy's dropping cocktails. I, I went to meet a friend up in Chicago <laughs> and I asked her, you know, I was just curious, like how, what was your journey? And I started talking to other people and she recommended a book to me. Uh, I want to say two, but one of them may have been crucial conversations, but I also got that at the fed is promotes that whole thing. And that was really good for me because it helped me. I, we were really toxic, my ex and I, so it was good for me to kind of help understand how to have good conversation. But the book that was just incredibly instrumental for me was, um, a book called transitions by William Bridges. And it was the first book for me to realize that he makes a comment and right in the beginning that this isn't just a rearrangement of the furniture that you're kind of just wanting something new, but you keep the same things. This, this is a complete transition into a new person and you have to figure that out. And the book is so profound because you realize that it's, it can, it can be for retirement. You being, I'm, I'm a working person to now I don't have a job and you know, all the, or changing a career. I used to be a teacher. Now I'm a corporate, you know, there's all these identities that we take on. And one of them is just, I'm a, I'm a husband, I'm a family man. Right. And those are all stolen from you. And now you're trying to figure out who is my new identity. And he helps you just in a profoundly way, work through that. And that was so incredibly important for me. Now I got married a second time because my relationship with my first was just so toxic that I didn't realize was this just Lance with this toxic person? Because we both, all of us know that the person you choose is so incredibly important because yes. you're going to become like them in some ways. They're going to take on part of you and you're going to take on part of them. And I didn't. So when I got out of that and I got into this fresh relationship, it was so beautiful. And so we, we, every, I mean, it was a 10 out of 10 on every level until, and he talks about that in the book. You, when you don't realize where you're at in your own journey, you don't realize the problems that you have. And then when they do, it just shatters everything. And, and I don't even know how to explain it until you really go through it, but it's like, it's, it's weird how something can be a 10 out of a 10 and go to a two out of a 10 overnight, because it's like, you just see, you're like, whoa, I was living in a different reality than I thought because you didn't realize kind of where you were in your own healing journey. But what I didn't realize was just the things that I brought. I didn't know if it was me being in the relationship with my ex that was so toxic or if it was just me until right. I got into another relationship, which like, I, whoa, the same problems, the are same here. problems came out. And then I was like, okay, the only common denominator here now is me. Right. So I have to figure out me and go back and, and that I didn't really. And that's why I've told you in this past, I read the book one time and I thought, 
I, I get the concept. It wasn't until I got in my second marriage that I realized that I was like, wow, I missed a whole, like it, it, it all just became really real to me in yeah. some ways that I was like, I haven't made the transitions. I've just rearranged the furniture a little bit and stayed the same person that I am. And it wasn't until I had that. And I, you know, do I regret having to get married? Yes. A second time, but, but the growth that came out of that was exponential. Yeah. And that's the part that I struggle with, with the whole, you know, however many mirrors you've been married, you've got to be single, you know, with the counselor, because I think you, and I, I say my own healing journey was very circular because it wasn't until I, I thought I was in a good place and I had a great relationship and we went to counseling and said, poke holes in this relationship because we both are coming out of divorces and this seems really awesome, but we're also scared that second marriage has turned into divorces. So help it. Like, do we have blinds? Like we weren't just, we didn't go into it naively. We tried to get others to help us and, and no one could, but it wasn't until we kind of got into the marriage and some of the things that, and again, I don't think some of that would have ever come out unless yeah. I, we lived together and the issues around kids and things like, and so I, I struggle with the whole, just, you know, figure out your own shit on your own, because I don't know necessarily that you could always do that in, in a normal, just dating relationship. It didn't work for me. But yeah. once I got into that second marriage and I got divorced, shit got real. You're and like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm this. the one that's the real problem here in these years. I've got a lot of great assets that I bring to the table in this, but I've got some real toxic stuff that I bring here and I've got to figure that out. And if I never had that second relationship, I never would have gotten to that place. I don't think that was incredibly instrumental to me enough. I would never want someone just to try to get into another marriage. Just and I learn. think the same yeah. to learn, but there was something about being in another committed relationship that it wasn't just a, this isn't really working for me. Let's break up type of thing. It was like the same things that are, and that was really hard for me to have to make those calls to my parents to say, I'm going to have, I'm getting divorced a second time. I never thought I'd get divorced the first time. Right now this, and it's like, I'm the, I've got to really dig deep to figure out where my issues are. And that was a huge instrumental piece for me. And it was very circular in, in a lot of ways. And that's the thing that I really love about Lance is that, I love that story. You know, we've talked about it before, but for me, that's, you know, when I coach with people and they're like, you know, all six of my husbands were narcissists. <laughs> right. I'm like, Oh God. You know, I right. did the math once. I did the math once. I, I did like, the math once. If, you, it, if you've dated five narcissists in a row, the chances of that are less than one in 50 million. Okay. So everybody out there that loves to say their ex, every ex that they've dated is a narcissist. They really do. Buy a fucking lotto ticket or realize yes. you make narcissists. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, but I just, that, again, I, you know, I obviously love you, but that that's one of the things that is just because of what the world that I live in and the people, the couples I deal with, the people I deal with and to hear people, you know, like I've said, that their their part of the failure of the relationship is that mm. they were too kind or they ignored the flags or they, you know, they all it's like. So basically what you're saying is your problem was that you were too perfect. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what they're ultimately saying. And I right. think that's just a bunch of fucking horseshit. That's what I was like. No, your problem was you're full of shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's well, it's kind of like I was told, you know, something that what brought this up well, this is, was not in that chat. Yeah. But I told Timmy and Lance, I was like, listen, when I talk to women no more anymore like just saying like i took the time I'm, i don't accept that is like what did you do after your divorce to get better because yeah. 
so many people are like, oh, I took the time and then, you know, I just started dating again. And I'm, I'm like, fuck, man, I'm just as sick as, you know, I used to. <laughs> well, be, you, you, know? you said, you said what I realize is I'm the first step to their recovery. Then. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I jumped in and said, yeah, that's the, that's the process. You, yeah. you start dating someone, you get into a yeah. serious relationship with them. They tell you the same things about your ex that you did. Then you go backwards and you rinse and repeat until you kind of get to a place where you're, you're becoming whole again and becoming a new person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's to me the I, I had a podcast earlier with a, a gentleman that wrote a book called uh, in sheep's clothing. And he talks about manipulation and narcissism and gaslighting and all these different things. And he said that, you know, the first step in, in any kind of a healing process is recognizing that you're the problem, mm -hmm. you know, to mm -hmm. recognize, he said, or I said to him, I said, cause he asked me what, what my journey was. I said, well, I took a real hard, long look in the mirror. And I realized that as I didn't turn away from that mirror and I really looked, I saw boogers in my nose, hairs mm -hmm. on my ears. Like I was seeing that, that there was issues that I needed to address. And he said, that's the key is you have to recognize, stop blaming everybody else. Yep. Stop pointing fingers and look and say, what part did I mm -hmm. play Spot in the on. demise of this relationship? One of the reasons that Michelle and I have such a great relationship is we get into some shitty places. I mean, we just do. Yeah. We're shitty like where it's like, leave you don't need to you know what i mean like yeah. but we but when when both persons have done the work to realize that you can then have that conversation to say why help me understand why you're being like this because that person's already done that work so they're willing to say like i realize i usually when i get to the state i don't feel like i have any hope anymore so i feel like i have to act out in this like then we can have a conversation but yes. but if that person's never gotten to that place to work on those own journeys, they don't know how to have those conversations in the new relationship. And so then it fails. And that's, that's one of the reasons her and I do fan, we get to some bad places and it escalates. And then we finally just, it gets to this pinnacle where we pause and then we have this great conversation and it's usually both of us being vulnerable. But if you've never learned those skills, because you've never done the work previous to that, you don't know how to get into that place together. Yeah, well, no, and I think the thing is, I think that I never would have learned this without being divorced. Is eventually you learn like very few people wake up and say, "I want to, uh, you know, be abusive to my spouse today." Yes, very right, few people right. do that. Very few people are like, you know, I want to gaslight my spouse today. <laughs> right. Today yeah. I'm going to manipulate. Right. You know, right. I mean, honestly, <laughs> for all the gaslighting that. narcissists. I've ever heard about in the singles world talking to single people about how they're I've never met a gaslighting narcissist somebody that was like yeah I'm a gaslighting narcissist you know? <laughs> it's fucking amazing and I finally had and I finally realized and I think this is what makes relationships work eventually is eventually we realize you know like me and my ex it, it got it got bad i mean i was very fucking isolated i mean and you know she did a lot of isolating me but i don't think she's a bad person i don't think she's trying to be manipulative i don't mm -hmm. think you know i was talking with timmy about this this at lunch the other day and i was like you know at, at some point i think we need to realize that people struggle and we're yeah. just there yeah you yeah. know and the closer you are to them the more you're there when they struggle maybe maybe they struggle to understand something about the relationship you know and it sounds like that that's what you you know yeah. like what what you guys do you know, is you go you know yeah we're struggling to understand it. you hit the point where you realize like 
you know, we're going to look at the brink and we're going to step back and try to figure out where the other struggling. We're going to try to figure out how to make it work, you know? Yes. And I did not think about shit that way when I was married. No, <laughs> somehow, yeah. Somehow we, we feel, I feel like we, when you get into a marriage, you feel like the other person should be perfect in everything, mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. you're at this, you know, like they're never going to be human again, right. <laughs> which is such bullshit because right. you know, I'm human. I'm going to, you know, fuck up and I'm going to yeah. do things, yeah. you know? So it's like having, having this idea that I'm, I'm in a relationship with another human being. Mm -hmm. mm, that's broken. You mean kind yeah, of like, no, not that they're broken, but they're human. Right. You don't have to be broken to be a human. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, you're, you can have good days, bad days, yeah, right. you, know, you have yeah. all the emotions, yeah. but you have to understand that you're not marrying this perfect idea of, mm. and if you do, you're in a fantasy world, yes. you know? And I think like for me, yeah, that's what I did. Like when I first got married, I believed in the fantasy and mm. the fairy tale. Mm -hmm. And I married that. Mm. I didn't marry this person. That's good. You yeah. know, and I had part of my recovery was understanding that's that was my choice. Yeah. And I had to live with that choice. I had to live with the choice of deciding to marry this person for the reasons that I did as a 20 year old, 19, actually, I was 19 when I got engaged. So very young. Gosh, so and young. Yeah. And what, what did I, what know? do you know? At I 19? didn't know anything. <laughs> Sorry, all time 19 yeah. year olds, but you don't know. She shit. was gorgeous. Look at her. I mean, she yeah. 19 year olds. She <laughs> was, don't even know yeah. Yeah. she's hot at 55 <laughs> or whatever. She, Lance, she's Lance, 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 29, 29. <laughs> 29. Um, <okay. laughs> no, no, but um, yeah, that was part of, part of, my 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 recovery was jump right into a re relationship right before I, I that was right. my next question what'd you do for recovery how'd that yes. work ah. i jumped into a relationship a month after i separated from my ex so we i mean we hadn't even filed papers yet okay so i was still legally married but in my mind, I was divorced yeah, because, you know, yeah. I had already, I had yep. already gone through that whole mental thing. I was divorced. House was already burned down at that point. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 There weren't even ashes. They cleared the lot. And, and there was, was a new yeah. house already built. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I didn't even. Yeah. So, so I, I jumped right into, you know, relationship because that's what I believed I needed for my world to be perfect. Yeah. You know, for my world to be what I wanted. And of course I believed that this person was no, was very different than my ex, sure. you know, and had nothing in common. And he was so completely. Uh, so was it fairy tale right off the bat? Like, I know Lance talks about this a lot, that it was a fast and furious. Like, oh yeah, oh. it was, it, it <laughs> yeah. was. Well, yes and no. I mean, it, it actually took him a couple of times to convince me to date him. And yeah. then, and then when I, when I did date him, you know, I mean, it was, it was fun and it was all those things, but I don't think I ever really, I don't think I ever really wanted to be in that relationship, you know, because at first, when he first approached me, I was like, no, mm. you know, and it was very superficial and I, but I was like, no. And then he pursued me 
Which probably made you which feel which made me feel good. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. was something I was missing in my yeah, marriage. So right. yes, I ha, being pursued felt good. So it was like you know, it kind of was this fairy tale thing of like you know, oh my gosh, you know, and he was he was had a great job, and we had all these we partied <laughs> and we had fun and we went to the lake and we like we had all these mm. great times and all know, the things that you were telling me earlier that you this this dream yes, that you had yeah. this dream that I had of what you know, a partnership and you know, yeah. relationship marriage, what could look like that dissolved like that did not last. I mean, it lasted like three and a half years. Wow. But Whoa. you guys live together. We never lived together. No, so you, no because right. I still had my, my kids were still in school. So I had my own place. I oh. had joint custody with my ex. So there was no, you know, there was no, we weren't going to cohabitate until, you know, that so, was, so you, you were in a three and a half year relationship right out, right out. Yeah. I wasn't, wow. he went through my divorce with me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're was, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here's what the, I, I meant to start with this and I, and I, and I genuinely mean this. I have so much respect for you all sharing, you know, what you just shared, because it's a perspective that I never got to see because I was the female, I was the woman who wanted the divorce. I was on the other side of that, you know? And so hearing what you're, you know, Lance, what you went through and Timmy and, and Steve, what you guys went through emotionally. And like, I have so much respect for you owning that. Like the, the fact I, I don't, I don't know if I know three other guys that I could sit in a room with that went to counseling and mm. and did the work like you guys did and and then so i mean i i genuinely mean that like i have so much respect for you and more respect than i had before because you know i, I completely respect you guys so. yeah well, we said <laughs> we think you're like our yeah. little sister yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love you i think yeah i love you guys too yeah um but i so i from that i i did do counseling but i didn't do it very long um i felt like i had it all together like i was reading books and i was you know i was in, i was absorbing a lot of information. What, what were some of the aha moments that you were gathering at that point? Well, most of it was about my ex. <laughs> <laughs> to so, Timmy's point earlier. Yes, to Timmy's point earlier. <laughs> and this is, this is why this is so great because I had all of the answers for how he was the problem. Yeah. I had, you know, and, and, and I truly believed he hated me. I truly believed he was a narcissist. I truly believed all those things, you yeah. know. And those things and can be actually it very can, true. It can yeah. be true. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. but I but I went through years of that, and of believing that, and feeling really good about myself, and feeling like I was, you know, in a great place. What when it really hit me was when I st I I was dating someone who we we were living we moved in together, and we were go going to get married. That okay. was the plan. Okay. And I believed he was the one, like no doubt about it at that time. He was the one. Interesting. Yeah. And, and we were, and this was, um, four years after my divorce. Okay. So the other relationship was over Yeah. and I met this guy. Um, and, and he went through, my dad died during that time. My mom mm -hmm. died during that time. So when some we vulnerable were together. moments wow. for you. So very, very heavy yeah. stuff that happened. Which, which is going to draw you closer yes. together. Yeah. yeah. And I had, I mean, my oldest, my oldest son had already graduated high school. My youngest graduated high school. Then he had three kids and we lived together. So it was mm. the, the two of us and his three kids. 
That was an eye opener for me. Wow. That was a real eye opener for me. felt like um, what Lance said about the kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it oh, was. And, and, and his relationship with his ex-wife was not good. So there was like this turmoil, like constant turmoil. <laughs> and it wasn't until um, we got to the brain, like I, I kind of lost my mind, yeah. you know, in that relationship because I felt neglected. I didn't have, he traveled for work. And so the weeks that he was traveling, um, I had the place to myself, but when he was home, he had our, his kids were there. Yeah. So we never really had time for the two of us to develop our relationship. Yeah. And we had dated for a year before we moved in together, but still we didn't have that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and, and I wanted that, like, I so wanted that, but he was, he didn't have the capacity for that. He mm-hmm. was trying to deal with the ex and the kids and all this stuff. So when that relationship ended, that's when my healing began. Interesting. That's like, when it maybe. finally, <laughs> yes, it finally so, dawned on me. What What was the dawned on me moment? What I mean, not the moment, but what was the idea, the concept? Take, figure out who you are, like learn yourself. I took a year off. I did not date. And, and, what, I, and who were you being though in that relationship that you weren't? Um, Who I am right now, like just confident and empowered and living a life, living my life as Pammy without needing something from someone else, Uh, wanting to be in relationship and have connection with someone, but not needing it. Like at that point in my life, I needed him to give me those things. I needed, you know, I needed that so badly. Integrate me into your already family. Yeah. Let's yeah. And, and so it was make perfect what I didn't have before. Exactly. Yeah. Prove me wrong. You know, show me everything. So did you have some moments like me when you were in that relationship that you were like, okay, some of the same things are, what were those moments? Yeah. It was all me. That's what was so interesting. It was like, I I noticed that my responses to his behavior were exactly what I was doing Mm -hmm. in my marriage and in the first relationship after my marriage. Like I was, it was, I was needing something like I was trying to grasp something from another human that I could never get from a human. Yeah. That's and good. it was like this. And I just kept pulling and pulling and pulling is, you know, that, that tug of war, like I'm pulling a, you know, trying to get you over to my side, but you're pulling too, because you, you know, you want something different. Well, you and I talked but, about this before the show, you said that you had these ideas oh, yeah. of what, you wanted yes and you were going to do whatever to create that or look for the it's like all the ingredients were there but you then came to the realization though that that's not that's not not really what brings happiness yeah it's not it's not anyone else's responsibility for me to to discover my dream and to to get to my dream you know to have it happen to make it happen that's all up to me and i think i was looking to a man because this is what i was taught growing up is that the man provides right and so that was one of the undoings that i had to come you know to realization mm-hmm. is that it isn't his responsibility yeah to give me the things that i desire that's my responsibility financially or whatever it is whatever All it is it, yeah. yeah that's my responsibility and so that was when you know i did 7 years of really hard work with a mentor and in kind of like a, a, you know, intense Mm -hmm. counseling type situation, working on my emotions, my thoughts, you know, what do I want to be like? So independence for you was a 
big thing. Oh, absolutely. Your idea of life was I'm a female. I'm connected to a male that, 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 that male is going to get me to where I want to be financially. All that needed to be undone. It sounds like undone. Yes. That was, yeah, that was definitely uh, a belief that was given to me as a child. And it was something that, I mean, up till, you know, probably a couple of years ago, I believed Mm-hmm. Uh, that I needed a man in my life in order for me to accomplish the dreams that I had. So f- for example, the gentleman that you're dating now, mm-hmm. he's not dating the Pammy that oh, your hell, ex was no. with, right? No. And I don't even, that's, what's so interesting is like, I don't even recognize, you know, I don't recognize her at all. Yeah. Like I have compassion for her and I have empathy for where she was, but I don't, I don't even recognize that woman. Like she was so desperate for love and so and she and what she thought was love like she was so desperate for she would do anything to get that love and and i did you know and it was like and now i'm just like no i'm i'm who i am like i take it or leave it like (laughs) i am at the place where i am 100 comfortable being single do i want to be no but i'm comfortable being single but I don't want to be in a relationship because I need it. I want to be in a relationship because I want to. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like, I don't know how to describe this, but you, what you, when you get to that place where you're in a, like you're at a really good spot, it's like you, the only way I can describe it is like, it's like you had a dream at the old Pammy of like, I want a relationship with blue. And in your mind, you've got a picture of what blue looks Mm -hmm. like. When you get to the new place, it is blue, but you were searching for navy in the old, and it's, <laughs> it's light blue. Shade, it's yeah. a different shade, <laughs> it's a different but, it, shade, yeah. but it's still, yeah. it's not like you're just this completely, there's 80% or what, that's why I don't know how to describe it, but a lot of what you become, you look back and you're like, that's the same person, but you feel like a completely different person because you realized you were pursuing navy when it was really light blue that that really was the hope. and that's the hard part because you you forever will chase navy blue yeah. and and light blue might be there passing you by and it's not until you land on light blue that you're like holy crap this this is what i was looking for but it's different than i thought it was i don't know how yeah. to explain yeah. that yeah. but there's something there well i would yeah. think that that michelle is married to a, a totally different lance than she is but it's not I'm, like there's I'm, a resemblance there. There's yeah, I'm still the outgoing Lance, the curious Lance, all this, but it's a healthy Lance. It's that's it, the key. That's it. That's yeah, the that's key. It. Yeah, because my ex was not married to this guy, not the guy that right. I am with Jessica. Yeah. Jessica's getting the best version of me. Yes. Which is part and parcel why it's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> is that I'm yeah. in a good place. Yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. I think that's that is the the key of it is recognizing recognizing where you're at, you know, and, and see, being able to look back and say, you know, I went through a lot to, Mm -hmm. to become this person and having compassion and empathy for that journey, but then also having that same compassion and empathy for the person that you're with. And I think that's where I finally got was like, 
I was so hard on the guys that I dated because Ooh. I had this expectation of them that they would be this oh person my that gosh. I wanted yes. them you know to be. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Isn't that and, funny that we're, I feel like, hey man, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. So, yeah. My counselor just talked to me about that because we still touch base every few months, man. She, and, and actually we're just talking about that. She was like, you know, you got to realize that when, when, when you find another relationship, you're bringing half. Yep. The other half's being written right now too. Yes, you know? and she actually had me start writing letters mm. to you know mm -hmm. the whatever one or a one or whatever mm. that I meet, and I never ever fucking thought about relationships like that. Yeah, like you know, like yeah, they're out doing their thing right yeah. now too. You know, and then you know you're like you're just responsible for what you bring to the table. You you know you don't think about how they got to the fucking table you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and having yeah and then just yeah, yeah having compassion for that i think that's the the piece that well, one of the, the biggest pieces in my healing journey was and this was probably three or four years ago i remember i was at this conference and i had my roommate at the time i knew her kind of but she had you know she kind of come into my life through the conference and we decided to be roommates okay and she was on her phone and she is she was laughing and giggling and i'm like what are you who are you texting she's like oh my gosh i'm texting my ex right now and i'm like <laughs> what the fuck she said he's in hawaii with my son and they're having a blast and they're Ooh. sending me all these pictures and they're you know like they're laughing and she goes i'm just so happy that they're having a good time mm -hmm. and like that was a healthy place yeah yes okay. yeah and i was just like it just like it hit me between the eyes and i and i went back to the conference and the whole conference was about like your emotional state yeah and i decided in that moment i want to have love and acceptance for my ex-husband like yeah, it was yeah. so clear to yeah. me that that was what i needed to do to move forward and from that moment on i have had nothing but love and acceptance for him oh and and yeah. it just it has changed everything it's changed mm. the way like when my, awesome. my son got married and we had to be in the same room together and even though we never spoke a word to one another i could look at him with love and acceptance wow. and i but you did slash his tires <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe <laughs> maybe one no no but just having that was a huge step for me because i had blamed him actually i'd stopped blaming him but i had always said he hates me yeah anyone who asked me i'm like yeah my ex hates me he hadn't he never said that to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I created that story on my own. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I admitted that I created that story, then I could let it go. I, you know, yeah. I was able to let it go and, and replace it with this love and acceptance. And I'm just like, it's so much better. And that's when things really started changing for me. Yeah. And that was that was only, you know, three Man, or four years ago. Gosh, and that takes a while. I don't know how long oh. I'll take it. It's it's you can say, you know, it was amicable. It's all good. But you still kind of hope they're hit by a car. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And, and I, I think it I think it really is critically important that you do get to a place where you really do wish them well. Like you really genuinely yeah. hope that things are, are okay, you know. I this this will be really hard to quantify. And no one will be able to explain it to you until you've gotten to that point. And I know that's not fair, but because people going through something like this, they, they want answers and they want to know where will I be at this stage? And you'll have to rely on other experiences you had in life where you just realize you just kind of get it when you get it. But, but, you know, Pammy was saying all those things and you, 
when you realize that you've gotten to a healthy place is when things come up and you're not associating yourself necessarily with that old person or old relationship. It's like you're now on your own. You're way beyond that point. And oh, hello. Um, <laughs> I saw her. She was, contem- she was contemplating. Nova loves Oh, she's going to jump in. And, and that that is a beautiful moment at the time. I mean, not sure how to tie this together, but one of the my one of my buddies, Chris Face, said that this early on. I mean, we were I was months out of being separated or whatever. I remember going to kind of like a party at his house, and we were riding somewhere together. And he said something. He said uh, he asked me how things were going or something, and I said whatever. And he said you. He said it's sad, but you'll get more and more distance from your ex as time goes on. And I did mm-hmm. not want to hear that at the time. That's right. that scared me because, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not, I was like, you know, because I thought maybe I had some Pollyannish world of being friends with her or right. whatever, you know, but that I did not like hearing that, but that was the truth. Yeah. The moment that you get to a healthy place, you see yourself as a completely independent and you have a new yeah. identity that's not tied to that person anymore. That's the moment that you realize that you are in a healthy place. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Just the sheer fact of, they if they call you and it it triggers you yes. or makes you yeah. feel any kind of yeah. way yeah. you still got some work to do yeah you yeah know, rather than oh my ex is calling me what's, what's going on hey you know yeah. like it's just like neutral you're kind of yes. like in a neutral yeah. place no, I, I have some friends and family going through divorces right now and i always tell them that like that's the moment that you're actually free is when you know they can send you that snarky text or that or leave you that snarky voicemail and you can just be like yeah, I'm not replying to that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, right. I mean, that that really, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, the thing to getting over divorce is, you know, it's, it's not like making it okay. Because, I mean, honestly, there was stuff that happened in my marriage that wasn't okay. I mean, there's stuff that happened in all of our marriages probably that wasn't, yeah. it isn't going to be okay. You know, and it's not necessarily like being able to look back at it and not feel sad that, you know, it happened and be like, oh, I wish that hadn't happened. No, it's, what it is is, you know, it doesn't drive your actions anymore absolutely you know yes i mean you know that that that's when you know that like you're over it to the point where you can move forward you know i mean there's no forgetting it there's no you know nothing like that you know there's no absolving it your divorce you know it's final you know we stamped it you know we signed it and all that stuff you know that's cool but you know i mean once you get to the point where it doesn't drive how you react when not just your spouse reaches out but how you react to like other people of the other gender in general absolutely. yeah right you know? yeah. That's a good point. yeah i mean yeah you're gonna cheat on me because you're just a female exactly exactly yeah, or whatever yeah. right no i mean I've, I've dated women that just like the first time i had to cancel a date night to help a family member or you know snuck out for an hour when i had the kids <laughs> to go get a timmy a beer with timmy <laughs> I, right. I got a five-page thing about how I'm a shady fuck that's cheating on him and all that. So I'm like, what the hell? You know, yeah. <laughs> you're not over your ex, apparently, <laughs> right. woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I mean that that that's the thing. You know, we, we we don't we don't get to say like, yeah, this shit didn't happen. We don't get to say like, yeah, well, I didn't have any bad part of it. We don't get to not feel bad about our part of it, but we do get to say, you know what, it happened, and I went through that, and it was a thing, and it really sucked at the time. But it's not, you know, and I, but you know, I'm not gonna let it like make me carry a lot of hurt with me. I'm going to carry right. an experience with me. I'm going to carry yes. some knowledge. Lessons with me. learned. That's yeah. right. You know, I mean, yeah. you get it, you know, that's the thing. Once you get 
to the point where you've done the work, you get to pick and choose what the fuck you take with you. Yeah. Amen. And, 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 and you don't, I'm just, when you were talking to me think of like, there's times when Michelle and I will still, you know, I'll say, um, she'll make dinner or something and, you know, I'm doing something else and I'm just completely oblivious to it. You know, I go in and make a plate and go back to my computer or something and it hits a raw spot for her. I mean, I'm only bringing those things up, you know, like, and, and I'll say, what, what's going on? Like, you know, when we get to a place where, you know, she'll say that was just an experience I had in my marriage. It doesn't mean that when you're in a good place, there may still be some things that come up, but mm -hmm. when, but even in those moments where it still touches a raw point, you know you're at a healthy place because you can then work it. It's like you were saying, it's an experience that you still had. It's not like it's gone and you're like, right. well, I don't care about that anymore. Yeah. You can now work on it with your new person and that other person is in a healthy place that they're like, you know, I'm sorry, I don't want to make you feel like that. That was wrong uh -huh. of me. No, let's sit down and eat together or whatever the case may be. And that those are all just signs of maturity. Oh, oh yeah. When would, things happen that you would respond, have responded one way in a previous relationship, now when you face that almost same situation yeah. and you're Ooh. like, I'm a much, much yes. better man at this point. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm going to respond yes. this way. And yeah. then it works much better. Well, yep. the thing is, once you get to the point where you can stop and say like, yeah, that's a trigger from my previous relationship. All right. At that point, you're owning your fucking triggers. Uh -huh. You know, you're yes. owning yep. them. They don't have control over yeah, you. They're, they're your yep. fucking triggers. Yep. They're not your relationships triggers. Yep. I'll tell you something, but I was married for, 10 years I, we dated for two years before that i will tell you at year 9.75 of my marriage my ex-wife would say no you can't do that my ex-boyfriend used to do that and you know and she dated him for like a year and a half like before we met <laughs> like a year before we met you know right and, and you know the thing is that's where you get in the fucked up following yes. relationships because not only are you not getting over what they did you're now abusing who you're in a relationship with right. now because you're making them suffer consequences for something they had absolutely yep, nothing to do on. about and you're forcing them into the template of your previous relationship yeah, yeah. see that's that's, that's brilliant because i've i've said this many times when someone they're in a new relationship and this person shows extreme jealousy or accusations of cheating or something weird and you're like we just met yeah, like we're just point. now dating yeah, this is oh, yeah. truly, truly a trigger from apparently your past relationship. Yeah, and that's you, when you just need dip. to do the work. Yeah, you just dip right. I tell people, uh, yeah, I get a six month honeymoon period. All right. I mean, I get six <laughs> months. All right. If, you, if we can't go six months without a therapy level relationship crisis, I'm not even fucking interested in discussing it. <laughs> you know, that's a funny thing that he said that that's curious to me because I've I've had couples that are three months into their dating and they're, they're needing intense counseling. I'm like, can I just save you a bunch of money? Send it to me for counseling. It's like, listen, we're just going to get drunk and have fun. It's not going to fix your relationship, right. but we're going to be drunk and having fun. I mean <laughs> so when I think about who listens to our podcast, which, you know, we have quite a, quite a good audience at this point. A lot of singles, you know, a lot of married to a lot of people dating. A lot of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> a lot of a lot of uh, pillow, <laughs> pillow <laughs> fort making. <laughs> oh, uh, no, no, no. Usually the mad ones. <laughs> but we do have a big singles group. So in, in this little last segment here, thinking 
no one wants to get married and get divorced, right? Like right. none of us at this right. table thought I want <laughs> when I'm, you know, you didn't think when you were getting married no. your first time, I didn't think when yeah. I was getting married. You would never get married. You, no. You'd be like, I'll just keep dating. Absolutely. I would have never thought in a million years, right? I'd have been a nun. But yet it happened. <laughs> it, right. right. It's happened. So there are singles out there. There are people that are, you know, just starting to maybe date someone. Let's let's switch gears. How can they protect or set themselves up, give themselves the best possible chance of not getting divorced? Well, what, what do you guys think about that? I suppose to answer this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, for me, it's just working. It's continually to work on yourself, grow yourself, learn more about yourself. And, and I think, I mean, what we've all said is that we discovered things about ourselves throughout the entire process. That was the turning point was like when we discovered the thing about ourselves that we needed to change or grow in order to become a better person or, you know, closer to, to the person that we believe that we are. Yeah. And I think that to me is like key in any relationship is continually growing, continually search you know seeking seeking something different tomorrow than you are today something better something you know deeper however you want to put it but and not and not expecting your partner or the person that you're dating to fulfill any of that absolutely mm-hmm. i i think steve's text nails this this piece of it i mean he was spot on and that is Cause I, that was one of my questions that I, when I started to kind of like someone, I wanted to ask them like, you know, what, what things did you learn about yourself or anything? Mm -hmm. If they, if they couldn't give me something or it was just kind of like, that was a flag to me that they had not done the work or they were not the right person for me. And I, I think that is absolutely, I mean, you have, you've got, and I realized maybe some of these people that are listening are singles, you know, and so they've just never been through these, but I, I think that's most have been divorced. I think part of the problem we have with dating is that, you know, when you're young, like our kids, I'm like, I realize they're just kids and they're 20 or, you know, but I'm like, there's also a little part of you. Like it's, what if you thought about dating the same way you thought about your job, you went to company X and you did some job in accounting and you, you, there were some things you liked about it, but there's things you didn't like about it. And so you left that job and went to a different job. We see, we see our careers as this, upward progression of things that we've evolved over the years and you didn't just switch one job to go to a parallel job to make the same amount of money right. you usually you're advancing right what if we saw the same thing about relationships that you tell me what you've learned about yourself and what you're needing in a partner based on really even if they were just dating relationships if you can't tell me that then that person has not done the work or they're not introspective enough and for me that's important because even though they may not have had, they may, they're obviously not with that person for a reason, but um, it's important that you, when you get into a relationship with me or someone else that you've done the work because you're going to have to continue draw upon those resources to work through issues that come out in your own relationship, the new one that's coming up. But if you don't know how to be introspective and you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that and be vulnerable and transparent. I mean, we were talking about this with you and Matt and Michelle and I, I mean, that's the health of the relationship is being, well, you and I were talking about on way, some of the topics we were talking about the way back from Barnes and Noble. Just if you can't go to that person and say, this is what I'm struggling with. And, and I feel like you're probably going to walk out the door after I tell you this and they don't, they embrace you. 
that's that's someone that's been broken or hurt or they've worked through their own shit and they know how to have those conversations and those are the types of things that are the tenets of making a strong healthy relationship it's not because you can go out and have fun and those are all interesting sure. as well but the real crucial moments are when you have those moments of i'm feeling this way and i feel emasculated telling you this yeah and they still embrace you boom that's when you've had you you're with the right person yeah there's a that movie liar liar i'm sure you've all seen it there's a moment in that movie that is so profound and it touches my heart every time i even think about it but jim carrey uh his son made a wish on his birthday cake that his dad mm. could never ever tell a lie ever right. again right and so you know as the movie goes there's this magic dust that goes over to his father and he cannot lie anymore and he's arguing with his ex and she's saying something about, you know, you tell, you tell your son, you're going to do this and you don't blah, 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 blah. And he said, well, I'm a bad father. Yeah. And it's just this moment that he had to be honest uh -huh. about himself. Yeah. And it's just such a profound moment where he realized I am a bad father. Yeah. And I think that when you get divorced, you have to get to that point yeah, where you say, I was a bad husband or I was a bad wife because of this, this, and this, these are the, the blind spots within my own life. These yep. are the things that I was unable to see for whatever yeah. reason. And I can't blame others. I can't always point my finger outward. I need to really look within mm -hmm. and find out what I can do to be better. Yes. And that movie, gosh, I, I just love that movie. And it's such a profound moment in the movie where he has just this overwhelming awareness of, wow, that, you know, yeah. that this is true. And then that's when the healing journey began. Yeah. I mean, that that's when all of a sudden his character started really progressing yeah. and then the spell wears off and he still maintains telling the truth. You know, it's just a great movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for, for me, it, it was that moment of, of looking in the mirror, recognizing these things. And so that's the biggest piece for singles that I would say is, is, is recognize where you might have some rough areas and some rough spots deal with those things as much as you possibly can. And you learn about those things as you date, as you date. I mean, yes. every time I dated, oh, I was yeah. learning more and yeah. more, you know, yeah. about myself. But I think it's also important to remember to tell everyone, you know, you recognize them, but you don't hate yourself for them. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I got a list of shit in my journal. I love my journals. I like to write. <laughs> I do that. You know, I got a list of shit I'm working on right now, you know, and it's not because like I hate how I am. It's because, you know, we, we don't, the most annoying thing I hear people say when I go on dates with them, like, oh, I did all the work and I'm good now. And yes. I'm like, oh, no, 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 trust yeah. me. Yeah. I'm about to fuck you up all over. Right. Like we're, constantly, <laughs> <laughs> we're constantly doing damage control in our lives. Yeah, you know? that's we're true. All, we're all walking wounded. Yeah. And we don't get to pretend that it stopped just because the judge signed the paper. You know? Yeah. 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 That's Steve's like my role in your life. <laughs> I am here to fuck you up. I'm here to well, stress test that. And, and we talked about this a little earlier. I, you know, no realize that who let's say that you are in a single or you're coming out of divorce or whatever. Steve made the great point, and we all agree with this. Realize that that 
that this is a 10 chapter book and you're bringing five to it yeah. and they're bringing five mm -hmm. and you don't know what their five is. You know what your five is. You find someone that, that complements your five, but you're going to write a new story yeah. together that's different than the one that you had in the past. And, and they're part of them is going to become part of you and part of you is going to become part of them. And that's the beauty of a relationship. Yeah. And that's why it's whether you're friends or whoever it is, you you want to rub shoulders closely with the people that you want to become like in some way because you mm -hmm. will become like that mm -hmm. yeah well the thing is you also got to remember like right now until you meet that person you're pretty sure you met that person you're breeding five chapters you've only written four yeah that's mm -hmm. right yeah. you know i mean that was yeah. something i was you know I've, I've you know i've actually been thinking about this stuff a lot because i've actually been th thinking about, about getting into relationships yes <laughs> Like actually trying to date, like, you know. It, it's been a minute. I know, I know, and it's not because like you know I'm a jack. Well, okay, I am a jackass, but I'm not, you know when if I'm gonna date intentionally, I'm gonna do it very intentionally. Yes, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to bring like an amateur hour show to it and all that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you know, but so you know, I've been thinking about it, and I'm like, man, all right, so you know. I bring half the story. I'm writing half the story right now, you know, so I really need to look at like, what do I want my love story to look like? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. I, I mean, you know, that's, you know, cause you know, don't want to go out and like sleep with a bunch of women, hurt a bunch of people and all right. that. No, I don't want to do that. You know? And it's like, you know, that's a shitty love story. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, right. That makes a great love song that yeah, people yeah, break yeah. up. Into, but <laughs> and, country that, song, yeah. And that's what that's what the big city uh, fiance in the Hallmark movie that gets dumped does. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> wait, you watch Hallmark movies? I love Hallmark I movies. Absolutely, yeah. I know. That's that's kidding. the title of this. Are you writing a love story or a country song? Ooh, that's yeah. Right. That's like that. The the uh, what's wrong with country song? I don't know. <laughs> What's that the book? How to not die alone. We've yes. talked about it often, yeah. but, but she says, uh, you're looking for, you're not looking for a prom date. You're looking for a life yes. partner. Yeah. And that's good. The difference that it did. And that, of course, you know, Lance, I, I tell this all the time, but Lance was the one that was giving me the book material before I read the book. But when I read the book, I was like, Lance, you should read this. But it was kind of that same thing. It's that principle of, of really, you know, are you dating like you're looking for a prom date or are yeah. you dating like you're looking for a, a life partner? And there is a difference. There's yeah. a difference the way you act, the difference the way you yeah. do, the difference the way who you date and how, you know, yeah. all of it, it's all different. And it does make a big difference. And, you know, when I think about what are the most important things as it relates to setting yourself up to have a lifelong marriage, which is what we all want. I mean, mm -hmm. I just showed Jessica the other this morning, I have this little video that popped up and there was this couple that they've been married 45 years, you know, mm -hmm. and, and she's like, he still just wants to have sex with me. And then, you know, like, it was just such a cute little interaction. It was such a cute little video. It was just darling. And that's what we all want. Mm -hmm. You know, it's everybody wants mm -hmm. that. They want to, they want to start their life with someone, finish their life with someone and all that. And then someone's got to start and finish and then start again and whatever. So it, no shame. No, it, it is what it is. So when I think about singles, I'm so passionate about it because it's like, if you do it right the first time, it'll give you the best possible opportunity. And when you're young, you know, it's just like what, I, dear Lord, I, I can't even think like I thought when I was 20, <laughs> oh, right? you know, I mean, yeah. like you're, you're not thinking at all about anything that you think about now. Right. And now, and I'm curious what you guys think here in the last five minutes, I've always thought it's compatibility, connection, chemistry, and then commitment. 
That's the preacher in me, the four C's. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like those four things that, that if you just like, oh my God, she's hot. I just want her. Uh, okay. That's, that's cool. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That, you know, that might be the start, Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's not going to finish it. You right. know, we've talked about this, that yeah. it's the, the, the friendship and the, you know, the connection, yeah. all yeah. those other things. When you think about compatibility, how important you think that is in a relationship? That's like number one. Oh yeah. Oh. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a, it's like saying you need water and food to live. I mean, it's so, Uh it's becoming so common. Yeah. I mean, you realize that there's just a lot of time that you spend together. That's just hanging out as friends. I mean, you've just got to enjoy each other in those, all those moments. That's, you know, Lance and I talked about this when we were walking back from the plaza. We were holding the, hands. Yeah, we were holding hands. Oh. Uh, and when I was nestled nestled up in his neck, he said. <laughs> after but, we, we're going to start another podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, the after hours. Yeah. So the, the reality is, as important as sex is to me, right? I'm very sexual. You know, it's it's wild that when I when I think about my relationship with Jessica, we have a wonderful intimacy for sure. But. When you think about the actual time frame that that's actually happening in a 24 hour day, I mean, we're talking about, you know, 60 seconds, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's like 60 seconds, seconds. (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, you know, there's, there's the, whatever, let's say one hour, there's one hour in a 24 hour day (laughs) that that might be taking place. Right. So when, when guys, especially young guys, you know, the sex is so important. It definitely is important, but there are so many other things that make that even that much better. And what you don't realize is that's just a heightened moment of connection and connection happens in many different ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's certainly an intense way of doing it, but the older you get the physiology (laughs) of your body changes and you find new ways to make connection never goes away. Yeah. But but that might be manifested when you're 20 much differently than when you're 50 or 60. Yeah. But the intensity of the connection has to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that can happen in a walk. It can happen in the bedroom. I mean, that's, that's the part when you know you're maturing as a person, Yeah. you know, that, that in back to finding a partner, you know, it's, if you think she's got a banging body and it's, that's all, you know, this, there's a lot more to life than that. You right. got to think about, what it's like to pay the mortgage and, and go on walks together. Cause right. that's the majority of life together. Yeah. Let's see her banging body at 90. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. but, right. but you, you won't know be you... able to see it. Right. Oh God. <laughs> Which I, you know, I, I full circle, I come back to the whole transitions. I mean, life is just about making those transitions. I mean, you have to figure out how to stay connected. I mean, you know, life is just different at different ages and stages of life. And the things that matter connection and all those things, they're all, they always stay the same at 20 at 40 at 60 at night, whatever, but they look different and you've got to figure out how to make those transitions. And that's the part that people struggle with when you're with someone else, because you're two individuals that are growing and going through different transitions yourself. How do you stay connected in those moments? And you know, you found the right person when you can have those conversations 
and you you walk the journey together you know it's mm -hmm. it's a profound it's a profundity that you can't experience until you've done it yeah what do you think would be a key to let's say there's a couple that maybe they're kind of struggling a little bit feeling a little little unhappiness settle into a marriage what would be your advice to that that couple maybe they're listening you know one of the others listening to this right now and they're like you know i'm struggling right now wondering what i need to do what would you what would your advice be to them uh, for me it would be discover something new mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. yeah so i was yeah. about yeah. to say do something that's usually yeah, yeah. you know i the, so see if i can remember the quote the the unsophisticated quote is feelings follow action if i had my journal with me i wrote it down this this guy made a quote from another person he said that you can act your way it's it's uh it's easier to act your way into thinking new thoughts than it is to think your way into acting different mm -hmm. and i i, yeah. I screwed yeah. that up a little bit so it's kind of like uh, fake yeah. it until you make it yes, yes. 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 And that's, he, this guy's Absolutely. a counselor forever and he said that that often and it kind of goes back to like you know the, the christian perspective mm -hmm. of of what you know when abraham was told he was gonna be the father of uh, many nations he didn't even have any kids at the point at that but he point. sure kept trying yeah and, and right. <laughs> right and you know yeah at, he he called those things that be not as though they are in other words he he was acting mm -hmm. believe it's possible right like in other oh, words just, just because you don't yeah. you don't feel like you love them act as though you did love yes. them you yeah. know just like I'm sure you go to work, Steve, or Steve, when you don't want to. I'm sure Lance, you go to work when you don't feel like it. You yeah, go to work when yeah. I go to do things when I don't feel like yeah. doing it. And so he was just saying that it's important that when you're in a relationship, if you begin to have your, your feelings start getting funky, mm -hmm. you know, just turn your actions up in doing those those things that you know they're the right things to do, yeah. and and see if that doesn't then reflect mm -hmm. and affect your thinking. Yeah. And I thought that was, I thought that was very oh. curious, you know, I thought so, that was interesting. It's so yeah. true. And I tell people like, just do something different. And they're like, well, what? And it's like, fuck if I know, but you don't know either. So just do something different, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you never know what. Take dance lessons together. Exactly. You never know what, that, what hole you're going to go down that becomes like amazing. You know, I mean, yeah. like, you know, I was watching way too many old rom-coms when I was during COVID, you know, the old Fred Astaire ones. And I was like, man, I want to learn how to tap dance. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and now, like, I, you know, I competed at the Fred Astaire dance studio and ballroom dancing. And I, you know, came in dead last in every event I competed <laughs> in. But it was so much fucking fun. And that was not something the other Steve would have done. But, you know, people that are tied up in their relationships and it's getting old and it's getting still, you need to look back and see, like, what are we doing, you know? Because the same things that make me interested in someone as a single guy is probably similar to the same things that make married people interested in each other, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, anybody that's talked to me knows my pet peeve are people. It's like their hobbies, Netflix, you know, and I, I know so many married people that their hobbies, Netflix. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, go do something together, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh well, you know, is that going to fix it? And it's like, fuck if I know, but I mean, it's worth a be, try. Yeah, it's better than doing nothing, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're just sitting there going, ready, aim, aim, ready, aim, aim. You know. Mm. I I think I think it's important to understand too that this is someone's been married and married twice. I mean, you when you're in a relationship, you kind of feel like you have to keep it going. When you get married, you kind of think, okay, we've we did it. it, we did it, mm -hmm. and and early you 
you it's easy to get passive you need both people to really have a desire and an imagination of what they really want because if they really want it they'll figure out a way to create it yeah. even if that means cheating on you right i mean so if you have two people that can really paint a picture of this is what i really want i want to create it with someone you find that person you still might find find yourself in passive ruts but one per you know that you've got to find a way to figure out to say like you know like we we need to get out of this together or something like that you know yeah. because it's not just all honey we all know like we were past the honeymoon stage that that's true i mean yeah. you might find the perfect person but it it takes work and we as humans get lazy yeah and you have to realize that that is a true thing that can happen with you being a newly married or whatever i mean yeah. it's easier when you don't have kids or some of those things because you can say let's go on you don't have to go date night just like let's go chick whatever but you got to keep doing those things and realize that that can happen and just because you have a great relationship and the right person doesn't mean that you won't get yourself in that place so it's still it's just because you have great soil and all that you still got to till the garden absolutely any final words Oh, I love you. I love you guys too. Seriously, <laughs> uh, we'll yes. have to do we'll have to do another one on on growing together. But I yeah. think this was really great, this guys. Is really awesome. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Lance. It was always good to see you, oh. Steve. It's always good to have you back yeah. on. And pay me. And the, thanks for those drinking oh. new cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I right, love you guys. Thank you so much. Boy, that was a long one.